You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Guidepost. So, um, you know, I hope everyone listened to the Redfish podcast, the Nick Jones podcast, and then, of course, like the Striper Rapid Recap whatever thing. But on top of all that, we had something else important going on. So we're going to try and get this one out as quickly as possible. But, you know, it's Friday. It's two days after the Striper meeting. Again, we hope you read the blog. We hope you you listen to the podcast. If you haven't, give it a shot because there's some, there some big stuff that happened. But there was something else going on Wednesday, as luck would have it. You know, a lot of people don't coordinate calendars. And you just kind of look at it and you go, holy mackerel, there's a lot going on on one day. And you deal with it. So this past Wednesday, um, one of our uh one of our board members our our main board member uh Kyle Schaefer uh got a unique opportunity to give testimony in front of the Senate Budget Committee um and you know Kyle, Kyle how are you doing Kyle is on you y'all don't just have to listen to me today Kyle's actually here <laughs> what's up Tony how's everybody doing today good to chat man good man you know it's friday i'm kind of sliding in sideways I was just telling the audience, you know, um, about your opportunity to give give testimony at the budget committee uh, on Wednesday. Have you have you decompressed from that? Is it all settled in? Yeah, I, I you know, it's a good question. I think it's a process of kind of integrating that, and you know, like you and I talked about before, of just the incredible things that have happened in those halls. So that's tough to kind of just have sink in. Um, it's just an, an insane honor to be there in those halls where these big decisions make, where change happens. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's trickling in, but it's a process. Absolutely. Yeah, so man, you hit it right. The process. So I think, you know, just people in general, you know, they, they turn on whatever news channel or whatever, you know, web-based thing is on their phone and they'll get some kind of clip at a hearing and look at it. And I, I think, it, I think you have a really cool perspective because how, you know, the big thing is like, how the heck did Kyle, how, how did this all happen? Because the reality is 60 days ago, we didn't know there was going to be a hearing. We, we didn't know that you were going to be selected out of a, out of a group of people. Uh, we had no clue. We were just kind of, digging in you're you were you were helping operations at your lodge in the bahamas you were you had leaky pipes in your brand new home and you're getting your floor replaced you had a young son who's running around like a little maniac and a wife who's trying to hold it all together and then 60 days later you're a veteran of expert witness testimony on the senate and i i think the i think the listeners would really like to know the process you experienced and just to, and with the message being you, any, literally anyone can be a rock star advocate and you just have to put yourself in a, the right position to take advantage of the opportunity. So, I mean, Kyle, how, how did it happen? 
you know, start from the start. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, definitely a curveball to to the majority of my of my January. Um, I had a different plan this month, <laughs> and so you know, it was funny. I mean, I got actually, I got I got the call from Tony from you while I was on Blaine Chocolate's boat in Virginia. Um, I've had I've had very little breaks um, over the past couple of years, so I, I booked Blaine for a couple of days. Wanted to go chase a muskie, and in the middle of the day, I get a call from you and um, saying, "Kyle, you're being considered for, um, you know, providing testimony here at the Senate Budget Committee." I'm like, "Well, what the heck does that mean? Um, what does that entail?" And you know, here we are a few weeks later with all this in our our rearview mirror, but. Um, just a pretty, pretty wild experience, an absolute roller coaster. I had one plan for for the majority of January, and uh, and here we are. I felt like I just went through um, went through a boot camp of how <laughs> how things work on the hill and how all of this stuff is so complicated. But it really, you know, summing it all up, it is we all belong there. And you know, I just made kind of a little sum up Instagram post about it. And that was kind of the gist of it is we belong in those halls. Um, I felt very comfortable and confident to be there with all of my firsthand observations that I've seen throughout my career as a fishing guide and a lodge operator and working for other folks in this industry. And um, it's invaluable what we all see out there. And it's, and we have so much to contribute to these conversations. And I felt way more comfortable in that seat than I ever thought I was going to be. Part of that being comfortable is the prep work that you have to do. <laughs> yep. So we're, we'll, we're going to save that for one second. So, you know, Kyle joined us um, on a little educational hill walk that we did back in, uh, back in like December, uh, early December. I think I mentioned a couple of times that I got the plague. And we didn't do podcasts for a while. And that's the trip that I got the plague on. I came back and I was sick for weeks. But Kyle, you know, we just had a uh, an opportunity not to do anything particular, but just to reach out, you know, to, to certain offices on the Hill and, you know, educate them on our priorities, uh, but nothing, you know, nothing too specific. So Kyle made a made a real good connection on one of those office visits. And every, you know, he was all pumped up. He's, you know, obviously very articulate and understands his craft and, you know, is super passionate about the health of fisheries. And then what, Kyle, like pretty quickly, like a couple weeks later, you just get a random, random email, right? that was like, Hey, yeah. I mean, you know, a couple weeks later, yeah, here, this comes, this comes sliding into my inbox and like, Holy smokes. Um, this is this and is just huge. to do the regular guy thing, by the way, Kyle was having trouble with his email and his <laughs> yeah, emails, seriously. his emails were getting for some reason, like his, the URL was messed up and it was sending emails to the junk mail. Kyle had sent me like four emails and I didn't even, he just probably thought I was ignoring them, but they were just getting shot right into junk. And I'm like, so during all this time, just total regular guy problems, right? Just regular totally. dude, I'm regular like, uh, dad problems. Yeah. Did anybody get my response here? Yes. I, I, I want to be interviewed for this opportunity, please. Yeah. 
Did, did I, can I call somebody to say yes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just texting okay? Like my email yeah. apparently stinks. Uh, so just, you know, I mean, totally regular people like, are you kidding me? Is this really happening today? Kind of stuff. So you get an email and it's like, hey, you know, Kyle, would you like to, we're, we're talking to a lot of people. We're having a hearing on the, at the budget committee on, on this Marine issue and, you know, we think you'd be a great witness and we're going to talk to a bunch of people to, to see who we think would fit best. And would you mind if we talk to you? And you're like, what's happening? Right. For sure. And, and to me, it's, you know, I was, uh, it was nerve wracking to get that email because all of a sudden you're like, wow. Um, you know, now I'm going down a pretty intense path here. And of course, and my, you know, so I guess that's the first reaction, but right alongside that was absolutely yes. You know, how often do we get the chance to stand up on a stage like this and speak from the heart, speak about what we care about, speak about what we know about so well inside and out because of all the time we put in on the water. So the answer was an obvious yes, but it was like, it was kind of a blind yes. You know, I was like, don't tell me what's involved. It's just yes, because I know this is the work that we're doing and we have to keep doing whether it's easy or whether it's hard. So it's a yes, but uh it was a blind yes. <laughs> so you got a blind yes. And then and then it was super quick turnaround, right? They were like, we'd like to talk to you in the next 48 hours. And you're like, wait. So I'm basically getting interviewed to see if I'm going to be like an expert witness. I'm going to get like a Zoom interview with Capitol Hill staff. And it, and this this hearing wasn't about, it wasn't about specific legislation either. It was just about, you know, uh, much, much more basic, much more basic things just about the health of the ocean. Um, you know, something that like, well, you know, if you're on the budget committee or you know, kind of kind of things that you need to know about because you're on the budget committee. Um, so nothing, nothing specific. So it was really amorphous. That's tough. Because if it's about a piece of legislation, you grab that legislation. And then you talk to a whole bunch of people who've had the legislation for a couple of months and they give you the cliff notes on it and you can become an expert pretty quickly. But it was just a topic for Kyle, just a health of the oceans. So not, not a lot to go on, right? <laughs> not a lot to go on. And then 48 hours later, they're like, hey, man, hop on a Zoom. We're going to interview you. And then we'll let you know if we pick you. For sure. So, and it was, it, it, you know, I get on that call and it's, and it's, you know, we start, I start talking with Senator Whitehouse's staff and, you know, they're, they're, they're explaining kind of what the basis of the topic is. They don't even have a name for the hearing yet. They're just considering people. They know, they know, they know what they're going to talk about, but, you know, so like, what are you just, what are you seeing changing out there in your fishery? How, how is it impacting your businesses? You know, over a long period of time, what are you seeing? And so, you know, I, I gave my, I'm like, okay, I'm an interviewer. So I guess I'm selling myself and kind of selling these ideas that hoping, hoping I can go to the next, next round, even though I still don't have an idea of how intensive this process is going to be, but I just know that it's important for us to be on this stage. Um, and so, you know, I go through the whole interview and they like what I had to said. I, I had, I've been really focused on this stuff and really noticing the changes that I had a great conversation with the, with the staff. And, and honestly, at the end of it, I was even like, listen, I know I'm being interviewed for this and I just have to, I just have to tell you guys, I'm going to work my butt off if you do select me and I'm going to represent you well. 
And, uh, and this is still coming from a guy that is scared to do this, but I'm just like, if you do pick me, I'm going to work my butt off. Um, and, uh, and I care about this stuff. And, um, and, and I guess that, I guess I had a good approach. Well, you know, so from my perspective, just with you being awesome about keeping me in the loop on it, you know, I'd get a text or an email that was like, Hey, look, this is happening and that's happening. And I know you got your, you know, your interview was like, boom, bang, bing. And we were deeply engaged in a couple other issues that I don't even remember because it was a couple of weeks ago. And that seems like 14 lifetimes. Um, and then I just get a random text from you. I think it was like a Friday morning and you're like, dude, they picked me. And that's when it that's when it's like ding 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 and like you know the the all of a sudden like my brain's like okay oral testimony written testimony murder boards like don't worry we didn't hurt him that's like a then you know that's the name for like a panel that you hit Kyle with hard questions um to you know kind of prepare him for the the Q and A part um and and you know all these things are rolling in my head and i'm like okay and then i'm like okay kyle you know that's awesome that's the greatest news ever when is it and he was like oh it's like two weeks from now or like 10 days or something and i'm like holy and i'm like what day is it and he's like it's the 24th and i'm like oh the same day as the striper hearing <laughs> no problem buddy so yeah, we got this yeah we got this this is easy so it wasn't it was really i mean my memory's right it was like two weeks they gave us right it, it was it, it uh, top so now you're in the weeks. acme slingshot yeah you yeah. went from being like oh my god i'm on cloud nine they picked me to like oh my god i actually have to do this now right 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 yeah, absolutely. And like, meanwhile, How did that work for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, meanwhile, I've just, I just got back down to the Bahamas. We're just starting our, our, the start of our winter 2024 season, um, kind of rolling out some big new initiatives at the lodge that we're really excited about. I'm pouring a lot of time and effort into all this stuff. And when I'm at, when I'm down at Soulfly Lodge, people think I'm just there to go catch a couple bonefish and hang out. But I'm there to work every single day from from sunup to sundown and um, and support the team there. We've got 15 people on staff, and so I had all these grand ideas about what my Bahamas couple weeks was going to be and the work I was going to accomplish, and all that went out the window um, because we had this opportunity that just just the prior it was top on the priority list no no doubt and thank goodness that i have such a supportive wife and honestly such a supportive staff everybody on the staff was so excited everybody bought in everybody was giving me space um it was it, i'm very thankful for the people around me um including tony to put me through all this <laughs> so so right off the bat we jumped right into oral and written testimony because that stuff has to be submitted like a week before the hearing so from nothing from like a blank piece of paper and like in between phone calls where we're you know hitting up asmfc commissioners like okay stripe bass are done 
like when are you going to actually do something about it uh and then being like okay kyle tell your story because that's the key you're not caught kyle set bookend phds kyle was the only person at the desk i think who didn't have a phd i think yeah I was very aware of that. I was like, two PhDs <laughs> to the right, two PhDs to the left, you know, and you get to see who these other witnesses are ahead of time and, you know, get to, you know, hop on some calls with them and see, learn about their background. I'm like, okay, all right. This person has spent 35 years in school. Um, yeah. These are smart, these are smart humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you were there to be you. And that's, yeah you know it's so important to realize and i think it's real hard for people because you know your main focus is like i want to put my best foot forward if i ever get this opportunity and the thing that if anyone ever listens to this gets the opportunity the thing to remember is they picked you for who you are and from from the get-go i kept telling kyle that over and over again you're here for a reason they picked who you are. Don't get so fancy. Tell your story, your story, because that's your value. That's why you're in the chair. And he just did a great job at it. Um, oral testimony was fantastic. Written testimony was fantastic. It's a little painful with a lot of chefs in the kitchen and everyone trying to give advice. They all have the best intentions. But I was this little mosquito in Kyle's ear that kept saying, you don't have to take a single edit that you don't want to take. For God's sakes, don't say anything that slightly, you know, makes you feel weird in any way. It's your story. And that definitely got across because that's that's why his testimony was so impactful, right? Well, thank you. And I, and I think that's what does, yeah, make people successful or not at this. I got to be exactly who I am. Uh, a safe place for me is sticking to what I know. And I have put in so much work up to this point to learn what I know and put myself in the places where I can have these observations. So all my work was done before. Now I just had to do some, make it sound really easy. I just had to spend some time in front of my computer writing trying to formulate it into a really impactful way when you got five minutes to deliver this oral testimony and the written testimony, they're like, give me as long as you want. You can do 30 pages. I'm not probably gonna do four or five pages, not maybe not 30, but uh, <laughs> so, um, so that was the safe place for me. And I think that's where, why I was confident. I was like, I'm just there to be me. And that and you is- you know what isn't a safe place? Standing 24 inches from that goddamn clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And as you're saying yes to this, and and I really tried to not have any negative thoughts creep into my psyche at all. I stayed very positive. Meanwhile, I have friends like sending me videos of of how things can go completely wrong at these hearings and how witnesses can get torn apart. I'm not even watching any of those videos. I'm not even responding to those text messages. I am just staying so positive. Um just trying to stick to who I am, what I know, and that is where I'm living on this. <laughs> yeah, so for everyone who doesn't know, you sit down in this chair, 
and like for me like i'm a big history like i'm a history means a lot to me whether it's like recent or far in the past because i think it's the number one teacher you know everyone says if you don't learn from your mistakes and all that kind of stuff i mean it's probably i think that's probably why i like history so much because i'd make a lot more mistakes if i didn't like pause and think and you sit down in that leather chair at that desk it goes through your head how many other asses were in this seat over time and what incredible decisions were made here and like the voices that still echo in this room and the history and the pomp and the circumstance you're i don't care how care how nerves of steel you are that is not a normal everyday thing to do it's not like even game time for like a football player or a wrestler or a hockey player or a basketball player you don't do it very much and boom you're in that chair and you sit back and like it's just this flood of emotions of all of this stuff and then the gravy on the taters is you look in front of you and there's this son of a clock of doom and it says five minutes on it and that's what you got and you're, you, when you're doing your testimony, you look down and it turns yellow. And that means you got one minute left and you're just like, and then you start talking faster and faster and, faster, and you know, just to get through it. Let me get through. Oh, it's so important that I get through all my testimony. It's real easy to get rattled. Right. Am I, I'm not, it should be pretty fresh in your mind, Kyle. Like. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hundred percent. I got uh, people warn me about the clock. They're like, and then, yeah, it's going to turn yellow for the last minute. And then it's going to be red if you go over. Um, I read my oral testimony so many times and I kept coming in at four and a half minutes and I knew as a strategy for me, I wanted to slow things down even more, try and make some, some words and some specific sentences more impactful. And so I was so, I was pretty confident that I was going to come in under, under five minutes. And I didn't even look at the clock, any of the pressures I tried to not acknowledge. Um, Honestly, as you're, yeah, I just, I just really tried to stay in a positive place that was going to feed me being successful because as such an amazing opportunity to succeed that that is to be there, there's also probably an equal opportunity to fail and to fumble the oral testimony, to, to blow it on some of these questions as you're being interrogated by a group of senators that are sitting 20 feet above you in a semicircle. It's certainly an, it's an incredibly intimidating um, atmosphere. Oh, it's so, very, it's very like Roman Senate, right? Like they're on a <laughs> yeah, porch totally. looking down at you and this desk that's like 63 feet long and it's built with one piece and it's a U, right? <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a wild setup, but like, for me, it was, I honestly, I did, I do what I tell my fishing clients or my guests at the lodge to do, you know, play within your skill set, play within your game, stick to what you know, you have done all the preparations up to this point. Now play your game. Don't take a, don't take a low percentage shot. Don't try and cast a hundred feet when you know you can cast 60. You know, if, if once you see that fish coming, take your deep breath and that is your first step. And so I was up there just taking deep breaths, repeating the mantra that I belong here. And, uh, and there was some other senators speaking during that point. And I'm just like, 
taking deep breaths saying I belong here. And, uh, and when I got called on, I felt ready to go. Little clocks ticking down, you know, you're, you want to do the best job that you can do, right? We, you and I talked about this relentlessly, you know, we, the funny part is, is that we skipped, you know, we did the oral and written testimony, but so like, I'm trying to set this up. You never know how these things will go. Right. Uh, and sometimes it can be like real peaceful and other times it can be a little edgy. And then other times you're like, no way did he just say that. Right. It can, it can escalate right pretty quickly. And, um, so in part of, so, you, you know, boom, the clock's over with, and it's just like this enormous sigh of relief. Right. For sure. I, I think once I got about a minute and a half, two minutes into my testimony, all my nerves left. They were gone. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I even ad-libbed a couple things in my in my oral testimony, but I kind of finally had arrived, um, which felt really good. And I get through the testimony. And then it's this incredible sigh of relief, like you're saying, you know, great. You know, I said what I needed to say. I was prepared to say what I said. I, you know, if I had two more days, I don't think I would have changed much of, of what I said at all. It was from the heart. It was, it was who I am. Um, it was what I think our, our oceans need and what we need to be thinking about. Um, so it was, uh, it was a pretty, pretty awesome feeling. And then it just went to the next PhD and, <laughs> and we got to hear some other really, really cool testimonies that day. So like, you were you were number three out of five so you had like a dramatic pause of about 12 minutes because the two people sitting next to you had five minutes of testimony and then guess what friends and listeners you are now center stage like with a spotlight on you and they get to ask you questions and you don't know out of the five people who they're going to ask questions to. You don't know if you're going to get any, you don't know if five days ago, two of the people up there got into an argument about different legislation on a different committee. And one of them wants to teach the other one a lesson. You don't know if you don't know nothing. You're just there and you're like, somebody's going to ask me a question. And it can go south real quick. So, Kyle, I had mentioned the murder board before. You want to explain to listeners part of that preparation tool just in case the worst happens? Absolutely. This was, you know, this is hours of training on that Tony helped put me through on the types of questions you might get, the friendly questions. Um, the confusing questions, the questions that might not even have a question mark, but you're expected to answer it. And then the hostile questions. Um, meanwhile, you've got senators coming in and out. You've got all these senators that need to be in different places at different times. So you're trying to focus and all of a sudden you think, okay, well, here's, here's the crew that's going to be here to question me. Then someone leaves and then two more people come in. You're like, Okay. All right. Shifting, shifting landscape. I uh, know a little bit about your political background. Know the questions might, okay, I'm a little bit on my toes here and then somebody else leaves. And so it's, you have all these different natured questions that might potentially come at you. And I spent 
hours going through these different ones with Tony. And you just and mentioned a whole nother facet. So like the whole other facet is as preparation for this, it's knowing the members of the committee, knowing what's important to them, looking at old committee videotape, but not too old because you need the same members on the committee. So looking at committee tape from, you know, the last couple of years with most, uh, seeing seeing how different committee members interacted and and asked questions. That's all part of it. But let's get back to this murder board thing. So for hours, essentially, you got peppered with, you know, probably predominantly potential hostile questions. Right? Yeah. Isn't that uh, fun? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I am such like a... I love to grow and I love to learn. So I actually really did welcome this whole progress, this whole, this whole process. Um, you know, my ego doesn't get hurt by stuff like this. So, but after six hours of that, you know, you're like, okay, I might need a break. Um, I could use a beer. And, <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's intense. And then you're, and then you're also like, you know, you get thrown in a real friendly question and, you know, in the practice session and I'm like, yeah, thank you for the question. I, I'm going to go ahead and follow up on that one because you're so you, now you're getting so trained to be like nervous about the, uh, you know, you're getting nervous about the hostile questions. You're like, oh, dude, that was a that was a, a pop fly. You know, that was one I could have hit knocked out of the park. So then you really have to be, you know, keened in on these opportunities too. Um, find you, you know, you're getting trained to find your exit points on questions, and you're getting trained what topics to stay away from in your answers because of the intricate politics that are intermingled with all the senators around the, around the semicircle asking you questions. And uh, so it's a lot to keep track of, but again, like I think home base is stick to what, you know, um, if I'm going to get a question about something that's completely off topic, um, know how to get out of it. Well, Hey, it is not, here's, here's advice for anyone listening that, ever gets an opportunity to do this it is not the worst thing if you get asked a question that you don't know the answer to to be like you know what i i'd, I'd like to really give you a thorough answer and uh and and i'll i'll follow up with you after the meeting um you know i'm not not 100 not 100 prepared for that not necessarily my wheelhouse that is a perfectly acceptable answer much better than making up some shit and painting yourself into a corner which is terrible. Absolutely. You know, and like, that's why the stakes feel so high. And that's why, you know, we did all of this prep is because it's on, it's on a big stage and you, and you gotta be ready and, you know, you're representing the organization and yourself. And, um, it's just, this prep was vital, but honestly, I feel, I feel prepared, really prepared to ask any answer, any complex questions at this point. You know, if my, my wife has like a four part question about what we want to do to do for dinner, I am, I'm so ready to answer that now. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like when I walked out the first, so I, you know, look, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. If I haven't get ready to laugh and it's just the, you know, uh, if you can tell stories like this about yourself, you don't take yourself too seriously. I can promise that. And I'm obviously sharing this with a broader audience than the people who know about it, who are pretty much my family and close friends. But many, many years ago, the first time that I gave testimony in the Senate, 
I will say it was a pretty contentious one and I was freaking out and, uh, and I just, my brain was just going a million miles an hour because I'm, I take more of a, Kyle takes more of like a Zen approach and I take more like, I don't know, the charge of the light brigade kind of approach. You know what I mean? Like we ain't coming back, but we're, you know, we're going to hope they enjoy their victory with one friggin' eye. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of Kyle and I are just a little bit different. So I remember I was texting my wife in the hallway and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. And she's like, look, just go to the bathroom and just like splash some water on your face. You know, it's not like I got, I got to worry about makeup running or something. So uh, she's like, just splash some water on your face and, you know, take a couple of deep breaths, go in there. You're going to do fine. And dude, I don't know what was going on, man, but like the water pressure in that Senate building was like set to fire hose. And I turned that effing sink on and it splashed up and it made me look like I pissed my pants and I was wearing a dark suit and I'm not even lying. And I hope everyone out there is like laughing at me right now because like I was freaking the F out. I mean, I was like, I was not in a good place and it just looked like somebody just looked like I peed my pants. And I texted my wife and I told her what happened. And she was like, dude, just get in there and sit down. So love you, honey, for the good advice. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, that's my life. Right. And, you know, Kyle came in like, dun, 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 and like I snuck in and was hoping that nobody thought I peed my pants for perspective. <laughs> so like, I guess my message is totally regular. People can do this. Right. So, so then Kyle, like, okay, you get through it. You get through the Q and a, all your training, all the all the intensive immersion, the hours of getting peppered with questions. And like, you're only like halfway done because now's the follow up the let's do a podcast, let's write a blog here. Are the oh, the press, the press corps out there, they're, they want to talk to you. We got to follow up with all the set. It's like the gift that keeps on giving, right? You just you're not done when you're done. It is definitely. And, and yeah, and you're still open to, you know, you're still open to questions. The record doesn't close um, on a hearing like that for what another week. And then I think you have another week to actually submit the questions. So, I mean, I got a call from, I haven't even caught up with you on this, but I got a, you know, call from a couple other staffers that I'd never even talked to um, yesterday morning, um, just asking other questions. And I'm just like, just, making sure I'm off the record on this. Cause I'm, again, I'm, you know, kind of, okay. I see a number of coming in from DC. I should answer this. This is probably, this is probably somebody important. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of keeps going. You're seeing a few articles were written up about it and, and not to, this isn't about me. This is all about the message. So my, you know, and why we're talking about it today is because this is about getting, getting the messages out there and trying to, you know, trying to make the most that we can about these, these opportunities for on the benefit of, of fish and in our oceans. You know, I think, I think one of the things that's pretty cool is that, you know, we've all worked really, really hard over the last couple of years. Um, and being a science-based organization and not being too stuffy, you know, having that, having that ability to just kind of like regular person talk rather than, you know, like, Oh, we live in a gilded castle of me, you know, important statistical formulas and 
such and such is office on Capitol Hill. I mean, look, folks, every time I go there, I swear, I feel like Jed Clampett, right? Like, let's go swimming in the cement pond. For all you younger people, it was a show called The Beverly Hillbillies. So look, look it up. Watch a couple of episodes on YouTube, and I pretty much either felt like Jed or Jethro at some points. Um, but, you know, I think, I think the folks on Capitol Hill see that credibility in us. And we're that razor's edge where we're just smart enough not to be idiots, but we have enough time on the water and knowledge to be really valuable. I mean, Senator Whitehouse literally walked up to you before the hearing and basically said that you had figured out life and he hadn't because you have a lodge in the Bahamas. And I found that really humorous. And it, it, when he said that, I was like, you know, that's why Kyle's here credibility right and even these super powerful like legitimately the most powerful people in the world are walking up to a guide and saying boy you figured it out and i messed up what a life i found that pretty fascinating yeah that was you know that that really helped things also settle and again it just reinforced like i'm here for a reason i belong here um you know, to get that kind of that nod from Senator Whitehouse. And it was a couple other times throughout the hearing that, um, you know, he kind of showed that respect to, to all of us. You know, I haven't I didn't gain my knowledge through hard earned hours in a classroom. I gained it through, you know, hard earned hours on the water and, and in our natural world. And, you know, that experience is just as important um and and he acknowledged that which was which was really cool and you know he's 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 hailing from rhode island and an ocean state where you know he's dealing with these issues on a on a daily basis and has a staffer dedicated to the oceans and so it's you can tell this stuff is very very much so near and dear his heart um but that gave me a little a little boost so i appreciated that right out of the gate <laughs> yeah and you know, we're, again, when you're done and like you're, you had to hop on a plane and go home, the reality is like you're only like halfway done because there's a long tail on these things. And just like everything else that we do, I think, I think because I'm a little, I'm a little high strung that, you know, sometimes, uh, Sometimes, oh, I'll be careful. You're going to burn that bridge, right? And it, we're actually about building bridges, right? I mean, and that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do and be a force for good in anything that we do that's policy-related. And we're trying to not be a – everyone – doesn't agree a hundred percent and you focus on the stuff you agree on try to avoid the stuff that maybe you're opposed on and that's how that's how we build these bridges and and i think my idealistic hope one day is that all this partisan bullshit goes aside and people from both sides of the aisle realize that you know there there is an enormous benefit both for the earth and both for the economy to make sure that our ocean resources are healthy or get healthy again and they stay healthy because it is 
it is better one it is better for the planet and two it is a money-making machine it is like having multiple casinos that you you don't even have to maintain just don't burn it down you idiot and like that's our message right that's the message like it shouldn't be a partisan issue look at it really broadly it accomplishes a lot of goals and i hope and pray that by sending people like kyle who are not who is not a phd but is a legitimate you know fishing fisherman fishing lodge operator fishing charter operator you know, can balance all the things that all that and a, and a dad and a husband balance all those things, the real person sitting there, it should resonate across the aisle instead of, you know, one or the other that's, you know, embedded on either side. And anyway, we are putting our best foot forward on these issues for all of y'all and on Wednesday, Kyle was our best foot forward, and he did a great job, and we couldn't be more proud of him. Um, and we just hope, we just hope that you know all of our hard work makes us changes for the better. Number one, and on the short term, we hope that it gives us more and more opportunities to participate at this level. So our our message starts to get a louder voice because it makes sense and it doesn't hurt anyone it helps everyone <laughs> you wrapped it up real nice that is i mean that that is absolutely dead on you know and you know tony's been my mentor on all this stuff for 10 years and we've got things that we don't agree on but we agree on a ton and we focus on that and uh you know it and I think we're gotten some cool stuff done together and then look forward to many more years of working together on all this stuff. And and I think that's, that's just it. There's so many, so many solutions out there to our world's problems that benefit the fish. They benefit everybody, regardless of your political beliefs. And, and I think that's something we can all come together on. And, and I think this was, this was hopefully of an example of that and, and how we can keep doing big. Work. Oh my God. Remember when we were going over, I got to this, we should have ended it right there, but I just got to use this as an example of like a perfect solution. Okay. So we were going over the eelgrass meadows and the science behind them. So the same acreage, rainforest, eelgrass meadow. Eelgrass meadows, 55 times more effective at gobbling up carbon. And everyone's like, oh, my God, save the rainforest. Because you can see the cute little monkeys and, and the beautiful birds and all the other stuff. And it's hard to see underwater. But, you know, what you're talking about, this is a solution, something like the Guides Association would get fully behind because it's essential fish habitat. It's creating a nursery for fish. While we sleep, it's just a carbon-sucking machine. And it's, you know, wave abatement, it's nursery, habitat, carbon suck. Like, this is one of those solutions that, like, 
just makes sense. If you're, you're going to have more baby fish and crabs and all the things that we want to catch and, and eat uh, as a place for them. And, and, and it does all these other positive things. And you just look at people and it's funny because one side would say, Oh, it's look, it's, it's going to suck up all the carbon. And the other side would say, it's going to be a nursery and it's, and we're going to be able to harvest more fish and crabs. And the guides association would say, yes, you're right. Uh, absolutely. You were right. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was, I was so close, so close to who we talked about that one. And that's, that's just like one of those amazing examples of like, guys, there is so much we can all agree on that are powerful solutions to the problem at hand. So that's, that's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. So I hope all of you are encouraged that a regular guy who can splash water on his pants and some guide from Maine can actually get invited and do these things. <laughs> two totally different personalities, two totally different ways of kind of looking at stuff both have a place and if you ever wonder like why you write the letters why you listen to the meetings why those are the first steps right in being an advocate and the more that you do it i know it's frustrating but the more that you do it the more involved that you get you put yourself these opportunities come along and you put yourselves in these positions where you could really make an enormous fundamental change and um, and it all it all starts with one step, and I can I can speak for myself. I won't speak for Kyle, but there's some really average mofos that have done this. <laughs> Me, and you can you can do it too. You don't have to. You don't have to. Hey, nothing has to be special about you. Just work hard, and uh, and and be a good advocate. So that's it, man. Kyle, you survived. We'll get you through the we'll get you through the end of this together. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday. Thank everyone else for listening to the guidepost. <laughs>